0: what up party people it's your boy tommy g here with episode 36 of the no mercy podcast there's a reason i record these intros to the pod after the pod because sometimes it spins in directions that you didn't anticipate and we have a conversation about a website that specializes in shit that's a real thing we dovetailed and it's fucking hysterical uh, what we discovered in the middle of the pod but between all that shit We talked about uh, Booger McFarlane and Witten. We talked about McCarthy. We talked a little bit about Kareem Hunt. We gave over uh, bets for week 14. Went through all the games. Gave some monkeyknifefight.com action promo code ELITE for the Thursday night football game. Gave some props for the Thursday night game. Plays for the Thursday night game. Bets for the Sunday games. Uh, Went over MLB Models Twitter. Uh, Just a lot of stuff. Covered a lot of ground. A lot of humor. A lot of plays. But the shit talk in the middle just fucking came out of left field. It's a holiday season. And trust me, you're going to want to know what this website that we're talking about is. I promise you. And you're going to use it. And I'm trying to get him as a sponsor. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi! Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 36 of the No Mercy podcast. As usual, it's the early week gambling edition with me and the alcoholic Rob. Let's hear your intro line.
1: The fuck's up, son?
0: Oh, that's right. Wow. Wow. Right at the bod's throat, huh? Right
1: at the bod's throat. Fuck the Fuck the i bo- I'm taking that. Fucks wow.
0: up Wow. Wow. That wow. That's like in the podcast world, in the branding world, that's like stealing another man's girl. That's like that's like if you started dating my ex or, or fucked my current girlfriend or something, which I don't have. That's I don't know, Rob. That's a low blow.
1: Come at me, Kurt. Come at
0: me. Oof. Oof. I don't know, man. This this may just be further proving Kurt's point that the the uh, intuitiveness and creativeness of Mm -hmm. mlb model slash the alcoholic slash rob right and mad lab literally just leans on copying the stuff that the g boys say we got mad lab using kurt's get yourself a library card we got you using kurt's intro how do you feel about this rob is it that you just lack creativity
1: I'm just trying all kinds of shit out. But if, if I can go at the bot, I'm going to do it. So.
0: <laughs> so you're not settling on I'm here, I'm assuming. That's out.
1: No, fuck that. Man, I was thinking about that like five minutes ago. I'm off that. How are, um,
0: how are you feeling about the alcoholic handle? Are you accustomed to it now?
1: It still looks weird to me, but it's fine. OK, it's, it's, I have no problem with it. I'm good.
0: OK, so you're coming around at least on that level. Yeah, it's good. All right. So should we should we put it out to the Twitterverse and have them try and get you a, an intro line?
1: Oh, that would be great. Anything that would, like just involves me not having to use my own fucking brain for it would be wonderful.
0: Yeah, I think we should do that. So Jim, if you're out there listening, which I know you are, uh, figure out an intro line for Rob. I would I would put it out to more people than just Jim, but there really isn't any. So uh, <laughs> let's let's see if Jim could come up with something creative. So do it, Jim. Uh, on the show today, Rob, we're gonna fuck around a little bit as usual. We're gonna talk about some holiday gifts. we're gonna talk about some rule changes, all that fun stuff. I already mentioned it in the intro. But I want to start with last night's game. Um, I went on a pretty epic rant about Booger McFucktard, which is my new name for him, and just how bad he is. And, you know, obviously I got the one or two tweets calling me racist because I didn't go at Witten. But Witten didn't steal the show last night. I was murdering Witten two weeks ago over what he was doing. Booger last night was like next level fucktard. Like next level just fucking clueless I mean it started at the beginning when I put out a tweet saying you know Booger's trying to be Tony Romo you know and predict what's going to happen on every play the problem is he's wrong on every single one of them yeah yeah And, and and then it just got worse progressively and we'll talk about the Zach Ertz thing in a minute but I know Collinsworth is your most hated announcer Robin it's not close or it hasn't been close where do you rank Booger Witten and those guys in that crew
1: Uh, If I had to do a ranking, Collinsworth is the scum of the fucking earth. I can't stand the goddamn guy. Uh, I wish nothing but ill on himself. Um, But this is a step for me, Tommy, because Booger, I I hate to say this, it's as bad as fucking Chris Collinsworth. And so so what gets me about uh, about Collinsworth is this level of arrogance that that cocksucker has that just fucking gets under my skin but booger is so fucking dumb that it's just like sort of a trade off for me at this point. So I go back and forth booger, Collinsworth, and I put Witten, not that distant at 3. The, um, the thing
0: about Witten compared to Collinsworth and Booger is that Witten I think is just he's just taking too many hits to the head. Right? Like I feel like Witten's trying hard. Witten Witten never had any experience in this. He was just playing football, you know, just a year or two ago. So yeah. You know, this is a guy who's just learning, like he's just getting involved. He's just, you know, kind of ingratiating himself into the broadcasting world. And as people who have been in media, especially myself or a national radio show and all that, you know, did it's you just t- say
1: ingratiating.
0: Yeah, I did. That was amazing. Right. I don't know if I Jesus used, Christ.
1: Did, and it came right out. Did like, I, I use was it just- right?
0: I don't I, f- Sounded good to me. Hold on, yeah. let me check this. In great, I, I don't know. How but
1: you're to, just speaking, and the word ingratiated came I know. out. No, it mouth, was like I'd it like. was like
0: I got like taken over. Like I was on a roll. Now it's let me see. Uh, intended to gain approval or favor. I don't know if that's no, used you didn't right. use it right. Then. Let me see. Bring oneself into favor with someone by flattering or trying to please them. Hmm. It's a stretch. I don't you, know. You kind of used it right, I guess. I don't think so. I Just totally I, fucking wrong. See, see, now everyone would have thought I was smart, and now you ruined it. it now <laughs>
1: you can't use a word like ingratiating on the no Mercy podcast. I feel I like I used pause.
0: it right. Is there another? He's trying word? to
1: bring himself in favor with the
0: masses, right? So no, that's, that's fine. Stop humoring me. I think I fucked it up. Anyway, Tommy fucked it up. I fucking fuck. God, God I didn't. sounded so smart. I was so proud of my- <laughs> I was so proud of myself that I actually like didn't even stop to like to like congratulate myself for using that word because i was just sitting there assuming like the listeners are gonna be like whoa (laughs) this motherfucker's on it today tommy didn't have a drink all night last night you could tell but but
1: (laughs) we can't let that slide here
0: yeah no so anyway um as witten ingratiates himself but he's basically you know he's brand new at this right like this is This is his first go at it. It's tough. Like whenever you like, I mean, listen, someone like myself is just a fucking natural. So I walked into the SiriusXM booth and just fucking knocked it out of the park. But again, I'm a public speaker for a living before this, right? So I've been giving presentations and shit like that since I was 19. So speaking in front of people, speaking into a microphone, things like it's new to it, right? Like it's new. So I I cut him some slack at least a little bit. He's still brain dead. Like he's still probably never going to be good at this. But Booger, I feel like, has been doing this for a while, right? Like, I, I haven't followed him until he got this gig, but I'm pretty sure that, that he's, been, he's been involved in the media world for a bit, right?
1: I have no idea who he was until he took this job, so I have no fucking clue.
0: I'm trying to look at his Wikipedia here Honestly. and see when he retired. Um, so he retired in 2007, right? So he's been out of the league for fucking 11 years. So you've yeah. had eleven years to hone in your craft if this is what you wanted to do, whereas right. Jason Witten has had like eleven months, right, or right. at max. So that's why I don't go at Witten as much. Like Collinsworth, there's no, there's no excuse because he's been doing this way too long. But
1: you know, Boogers just fucking
0: atrocious. Like everything he says is either wrong or something everyone already knew. Like it, it's fucking nuts in that stupid fucking chair. Just drives me more nuts than anything else. So I sent a tweet out last night that... I wouldn't say it went viral, but it got like 500 likes and, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Where I basically just talked over a video of Booger McFarland, or Booger McFucktard as we're calling him. Basically saying that, you know, like announcing it, like proclaiming it. Like, ladies and gentlemen, like stop what you're doing. Like like fucking Will Farrell and Anchorman, you know? <laughs> like Like he had breaking news. I think it's about time we... We grouping us all in with his stupidity. Start putting Ertz in the conversation. So not even putting Ertz in the top three in mm-hmm. the conversation as one of the top tight ends in the NFL with Gronk and Kelsey. <laughs> first
1: of his all, this comparable of Gronk is as laughable of him just realizing that uh, Ertz is good.
0: First of all, Gronk isn't even in there anymore, right? Gronk's that like sixty-seven Chevy Nova. That was fucking dope as shit, and you fucking rode it around too much, and now yeah. the wear's off the tires, and it's just falling apart. Like, if anything, it's the five tight ends that are that are elite right now, I guess you would say, and then maybe I'll leave someone off here, but it's Ertz, it's Kelsey, it's Ebron, it's Kittle, and then you could even put Jared Cook in there, which was Cook, one of my yeah, bold predictions. Sure. So those are the only five that are in the conversation. For the elite difference-making tight ends right now, I would take Ebron out of that because he's so touchdown reliant. Most of his games are, you know, are you know three, four catches. But again, none of these other guys have a Jack Doyle with them. So when Jack Doyle's out, that's when you kind of can judge Ebron. He's there. Cook's obviously there. He's putting up great numbers. And George Kittle is number three of the top three. So for this guy to just proclaim like he made this fucking outlandish statement like I think it's time guys like we've all been sitting there waiting like is it time to anoint Ertz who's had 70 catches and 800 yards each of the last fucking 5 seasons? Is it time to anoint him as good? That's what sent me off the deep end, Rob.
1: Yeah, I think we're there though. I'm ready to yeah. anoint Ertz. Should we? We're yeah.
0: There. All right, so let, right. let's 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 make it official. <laughs> Here on No Mercy episode 36, we're officially anointing Zach Ertz as a good tight end, all right, officially anointing it. And I said in a tweet, I said, he went in the top three tight ends in every single fantasy football draft in America. 59.3 Right. 59.3 million people play fantasy football. So 59.3 right. million people knew he was in the top 3 and it took Booger 13 weeks to figure it out. So
1: Yeah, at least he got there. I mean, he got
0: there. You got to give him credit honestly for someone yep. like him you got to give him credit for getting he it. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. That's what that's what bothers me a little bit about being, you know, in a position where like I may be working with these people someday or something. You know, like you never know. Like I'm sure they're nice guys, but I I can't. I can I try not to fire at people just because you never know what bridge you're about to burn. But I, I just can't with this. If, if I ever went for a job interview, Rob, first of all, I'd never work at ESPN, but if I ever went for a job interview and they were like, hey, you know, well, you got to work with Booger, I'd be like, no. I'm, I'm, no, can't do it. I'm just not not doing it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not working with him. So um, another big piece of news this week, obviously we talked about the Kareem Hunt ad nauseum uh, with me mad lab and the bod and you guys need to go back and listen to that podcast you finished the whole thing yeah. finally right rob
1: yeah yeah it's fucking hilarious
0: how funny are the last 12 minutes
1: oh it's gold it's absolute gold. like the they- best that is not a show
0: at all matt that is mad lab mad lab thinks all those things you should just go listen and see for
1: yourself <laughs>
0: i mean the whole thing's good we went in depth on kareem hunt and we talked about the edgy shit like, we went, we talked about the shit everyone's afraid to talk about. Talked about the MVP race. You know, talked about airlines. But the last 12 minutes of, Air, of Mad Lab, talking about how he could beat LeBron James in one-on-one if spotted 12 points and how he can homer <laughs> off tonight. Like, that's real shit. That's real. He said he could homer
1: off to knock him, but he said not if he throws the two, just yeah, the one. Yeah, just right, the like, one. Oh, Only
0: All right, so the 94-mile-per-hour fastball you could fucking drill, but, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> with one week in a Bergen County batting cage... At 42 years old, with a bad hip, bad ankle, and he hasn't swung a bat in 10 years. Yeah, just give the kid five days, and he'll be right back. That's, but that's why you love him, you know. Like that's why you love him. And the Rudy comment was the best ever. So make sure you go listen to at least the 12 minutes of that, the last 13 minutes. But uh, other, so I won't beat Kareem Hunt to death, uh, simply because we already talked about. Him. Did you have a take on it before we move on? It's kind of becoming a little bit of old news. But what's your what's your take on it?
1: Yeah, not so much. I mean, uh, you you guys sort of nailed it. Like, he's a young kid. He made a fucking mistake. He'll get another chance in the league. Um, you know, and everybody has to always say, not contoning what Kareem Hunt did. Right, I, I put out a tweet that I should have put on here. In that, you know, I said, if you don't tweet how disgusted you are about what Kareem Runt did, you support all women being abused.
0: Virtue like, signaling, right?
1: I feel like these people just, oh, something bad happened. I have to get out there and make this grandiose statement about how terrible it is. And thank God Kansas City is such a moral, like all this fucking shit. Like, guys, it's okay not to make these statements when something bad happens. It's totally fine. It doesn't mean you agree with it by not making a statement against it.
0: There's a term. And and last night, how they spent 15 minutes with Booger and Witten and everyone going, we do not condone this. This should not be allowed. Like, shut the fuck up. I've said it on the last episode of No Mercy. I said, listen, everyone with a fucking microphone is going to say the same thing. They're not on my team. But I took it to a level further. Like, if you do own a team... Like, and, and seven of your best players all had, like, and we took it to levels that you guys should go back and listen to that made it a tough question instead of just the virtue signaling. For, for those of you that don't know what virtue signaling is, it's the new thing in America nowadays. Um, let me go give you the exact definition. I know what it is. It's when you're trying to fucking make yourself look good by talking about a political thing. Like, our prayers are with France when they get bombed, even though you don't give a fuck about France. Um, virtue signaling the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue so that's the new america rob everyone well, that's just what my signaling. tweet
1: was attacking i didn't know the term virtue signaling that's what, what i was attacking i figured as a human it. being why do i need to tell people that i don't support somebody punching a woman like right or hitting or kicking whatever it is, not even just cream hunt out of the equation. Why do I have to affirm that with people in this fucking world?
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. The virtue signaling that's going on out there is insane. You know, I know some people on our staff had some tweets that were like, I've kicked my dog harder than that. Like, can we talk about the reality of it? Like that, you know, like there's, I just talked about it on the last podcast. I'm not going to go into depth, but there's a lot of layers to this that we spoke about on episode 35. That need to be addressed, and I think we were the only pod that had the balls to fucking go out there and address it. But uh, when do you think he plays again? And obviously, when we released that pod, he wasn't basically put on waivers and all that shit yet. But who do you think he goes to, Rob? What was your bold prediction?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, can he come back this year? Because I thought he hit
0: waivers, right? Yeah. yeah so- it's in- we're we're going to have to wait and see what happens with all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Rooneys will do it, but depending on this Connor situation, I'd take him in Pittsburgh. To be perfectly blunt, um, yeah. So I don't know. He'll play somewhere this year in the playoffs.
0: It's possible. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I mean, he is on waivers, obviously, but I don't think anyone's putting in a claim for him. You know, I don't think anyone's putting in a claim for him. I don't think anyone's going to touch him. I think there's a chance next year, but I don't think he plays till 2019. Honestly, that's just me. But uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Mike McCarthy firing another thing that was driving me nuts last night with Witten and Booger. It's like the Tuesday podcast is the nut podcast to do, Rob, just because we get Witten and Booger yeah, the night everything. before to fucking pick on. So we've had a lot of people talking about McCarthy. And was it right? Was it wrong? We're obviously both in agreement that McCarthy should have been fired a long time ago. Right.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, you know, Tarico and I was watching ESPN yesterday, and, you know, everybody is showing this shock and awe and this total disgust that the man has won a Super Bowl and that um, 12 years in the to, league he's been. He aware. wasn't allowed to finish the season. Motherfucker, the owner is running a goddamn business. He doesn't owe his employee fucking anything. He's an employee, he's done some good things in the past. But your, your history doesn't only buys you so much rope in the future in any, any walk of life, right? You can't rest on your laurels and all this shit. It's the owner's business. McCarthy was an employee. Fucking do whatever you want to him. I, here's
0: I here's the funniest thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Everyone out there right now is talking about how was it right to fire McCarthy? First of all, there's certain people that think McCarthy shouldn't have been fired, and those people should be fired. The second whatever. you say that, you should be fired from your job, whatever you're doing. But there's people out there. The big debate is, should they have fired him midseason? Is it disrespectful, or should they have waited to the end of the season? And both these fucking people are wrong, Rob. No, no, you shouldn't have fired him this week. That's fucking asinine. Because you're already eliminated. You should have fired him three weeks ago after yeah. he was making all those mistakes. Why wouldn't you fire him before the biggest game of your season against against Arizona, which Tommy G predicted the upset by Arizona over Green Bay. Why didn't yeah. you fire him before the game so that you could have affected some sort of change in said game? The reason I took Arizona on the money line was because I said, Green Bay's done. McCarthy's killed him. They don't even want to play anymore. You cost yourself the season by waiting till after the game. You should have fired him before the game. You would have beat Arizona, and you'd probably still be in a playoff hunt.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Tommy? I want to add to that because – they were saying, well, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has no passion. They said the team came out flat. Motherfucker, this is your job. This is your contract. You are being paid to do this job. If the coach has to make you want the play, you're a fucking loser, man. I, I don't want to hear that shit. The team is flat. McCarthy isn't inspiring them. Fuck you. You're paid to do a job. Show up to do the goddamn job and, and cut the bullshit.
0: And here's the funny thing about this whole thing. I've been saying this for a couple weeks. Everyone's like, Green Bay is still alive. Green Bay is still alive. You don't take Arizona on the money line as a 14-and-a-half-point dog in a must-win game in Green Bay unless you're sure of your stance. And I yeah. even put it in the bet pack, Rob. Yeah. I've said it on No Mercy twice. I said it with Amazing Mayo, point. and I said it with Jeff. The yeah. reason why is because Conspiracy G said Rodgers is losing on purpose. Yeah, Rodgers was tanking because he's smart and he knows, you know what? This is a lose-lose situation for me. We don't have the guns to compete with New Orleans or the Rams. I know that. And we're going to get out-coached. We're going to get out-play called. We're going to get out-managed if we play them. And we're already kind of out-manned. So what Aaron Rodgers did was, I need McCarthy out. He hasn't liked McCarthy for years. He's thrown McCarthy under the bus. He said, fuck this. I'm tanking this season. We're getting him the fuck out of here. And it worked because guess what? If Rodgers would have done Rodgers and fucking got this team into the playoffs and then, God forbid, won a first-round game, guess who would have been the coach next year? Mike McCarthy. So he sacrificed the now for the future of this team. And I've been saying it for fucking four weeks. I've been saying he's tanking and you saw bouncing balls at people's feet, feet, just fucking tanking the game. And thank God I was able to profit off it by betting on the Arizona money line, but it's me what was this, happening. Tommy,
1: I know what your answer is going to be, but let me ask you anyways. So, I don't know if you – did you see the press conference yesterday, the
0: Green Bay press conference? I, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw the highlights okay. of it.
1: Well, of course they made the point of having to say that Aaron Rodgers had nothing to do with the McCarthy firing.
0: <laughs> Dude, who's the guy who used to be the lineman for the Colts who's on ESPN?
1: Jeff Saturday?
0: Yeah. Jeff Satter, he's pretty good, too. Um, he actually said that eight years ago or ten years ago, whenever he was there and when Rodgers was there and first getting started, he said Rodgers used to eye-roll McCarthy's play callings all the yeah, time. I, the oh, huddle. I saw that segment. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. this has been going on for a decade. He's yeah, hated And now he's just like, dude, fuck it. I'm done. So, your question?
1: No, my question was, do you believe he had nothing to do with the direct termination of
0: McCarthy? <laughs> no, of course. McCarthy. I just, I just feel like he had no control of it. I feel like he went there and said, we got to get this fucking guy out. And the owners were, like, tighter with McCarthy than they were with Rodgers. So Rodgers just said, okay, I'll get him the fuck out. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. He just tanked it. that was beautiful. Um, excellent job by Aaron Rodgers, too. Thank God. <laughs> um, speaking of coaches here real quick, uh, Doug Peterson last night pulled the usual Doug Peterson, which, again, I hate to keep saying this, but this is the things Tommy G invented that these sharp coaches are idiots. They're fourth and one from the first half. And again, Peterson got saved last night because they won, so no one's talking about it today. But if you remember, they had fourth and one from the goal line. He, he then needed to fucking overanalyze the play. As I've been saying, they overanalyzed plays in crunch time. They had a delay game coming. We're forced to call timeout like they always do and use one of their timeouts that they would have needed on a two-minute drive at the end of that half. And then he took Zach Ertz off the field for the fourth and one play, and then he called the same exact play and formation that they had lined up for before the timeout, a fucking run up the middle to Josh Adams. Same dude who last year was running Philly specials in those spots in the Super Bowl. Now all of a sudden, as I said, they turn into Jeff Fisher in crunch time because the pressure's on. Doug Peterson. Whoop. And and then, and then the worst part about it, then in the second half when they drive all the way downfield, Rob. And they got fourth and a uh, first and goal from like the two or three. Now he's so bent about the last play call that he takes Hurts off the field again. And he runs a fucking slant to fucking Alshon Jeffrey that ends up getting picked off at the time you should have run, you know, with Sanchez being the opposing quarterback where you don't want to take any chances. Even a four-point lead is safe. They're just, they're brain dead, these coaches.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem is, the, uh, well, I appreciate their analytics and their creative play calling. There's a time and a place, and fourth and one or whatever. If those aren't times to get cute. There's very simple plays that need to be ran there, and I mean, I don't
0: even know what they're thinking about. Like, just stuff the why fucking would you ball take, down the field. Why are you taking Zach Ertz off the field? Spread the formation. Make make one of these linebackers cheat towards Ertz, Ertz on the slant. You know, to kind of yeah. double him and bracket him. Like, you don't bunch the formation. Bring in extra tackles. Like, what are the t- extra tackles doing? Like when you have the center, the guard, and the tackle, right? So you're yeah. one, two, three, then you have the tight end four. What is the fifth guy on the line on the right side of the tight end gonna do on a play right up the gut? Like who's he stopping? That guy coming around the end isn't stopping Adams. Like what's oh, it's ridiculous? What's the point yeah. well, of putting a heavy that set for You're a fucking basically dive. just yeah. allowing the linebackers to bunch in. Like it just takes no fucking sense that Exactly it makes no fucking sense. Um you wanted to give some Christmas gifts or some holiday gifts. This will actually be more like a Hanukkah thing, I guess. What we're going to do here, Rob, than a than a Christmas thing, where you wanted to give some presents to to yeah. players or people. So you told me to come up with a couple things that uh, I wanted to give as gifts to people in the football industry, and um, I'll let you go first since this was your idea.
1: Okay. The no mercy. So we'll call this the giving.
0: the four shows of Christmas because we're going to do this four is just episodes. The season of
1: giving. Yeah. I mean. Season of giving. We're, we're givers. Okay. Um, my first um, Hanukkah, Christmas, giving a festivus present. Um, I'd like to give a gift to Mike Tomlin.
0: Mm, I'm sure this is um, going to be nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Tomlin. He makes great decisions, all yeah. that kind of thing. I want to send Mike Tomlin a bag of shit. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Pro tip, there's a company, if you Google gift, gift, shit gift or gift shits or something, you can ship like a bag of elephant shit to somebody's house. So I'm not lying. I'm going to really, really. No, Steelers headquarters. I am sending a bag of shit to the Steelers headquarters. um, Orangutan. no, no, no. No, nah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with elephant shit and uh, I'll ship that right over to Mike Tomlin because he just continues <laughs> to prove that he's fucking awful and he needs to get the fuck out.
0: Can you really do that? You could
1: ship shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, wait a minute. I'll give the oh, I wish we had an affiliate code with these. Well, I'll find it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a sponsorship.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
1: I'll find it. Hold on.
0: That's amazing, dude. That is absolutely incredible. So I'm going to. All right. I'll do my present while you look that up. So I have two presents. You have two. Yeah, yeah, I get two. Okay, so I'll do two. All right, so to stick on the uh, Booger McFuckdard top- topic, um, I am going to ship a per- Poop
1: senders. Poops. It's poop senders. Right, well, that's a Oh, name. my God, it's poop senders. I was going to
0: it should be, should be something with shit or poop in it, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Wait. Sorry. Hold on. Poops. Uh, you don't need to pull it up on your phone and show me. I'm fucking going right there. I'm going to. Wa- All right, poopsenders.com guaranteed anonymous there's a big picture of an elephant asshole on the fucking front page okay so we could said there is is a picture of an elephant's asshole mid-shit right with its internal anus coming out
1: dude that is a serious anus holy fuck
0: (laughs) i will say rob that is the least offensive picture of an animal shitting with a close-up of its asshole that I maybe have ever seen. Like, I'm not, like, ready to puke by looking at it. So, I guess well done by Poopsenders.com. But it says the ultimate gag gift, sweet revenge at its finest, guaranteed. So, and you
1: could send a gallon of gorilla poop for 29.95, <laughs> which is just the Dude, astronomical value.
0: Where do you find prices like that? I mean. Dude, that is.
1: Coppo pack. Yeah. You can send compo
0: pack. Cow, so, your options are cow dung, elephant crap. Hold on. All right this is really happening so poopsenders.com. there's an <laughs> elephant asshole on the front page like there's a picture of an elephant shitting with its asshole coming out of its body and, yeah. and it says you could send four different types of shit as a gag gift so the person you're sending it to is actually going to get a bag of shit you have cow dung which is the cheapest obviously $17.95 a quart that seems like a good deal elephant crap gorilla poop or a combo pack I'd say the value here, Rob, is the uh, the, the combo pack mega pack for eighty eight oh, ninety five.
1: Eighty nine ninety five. Dude, you've gotta go read the testimonial page on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This, this is, is a gift that every asshole, every neighbor, asshole should neighbor should
0: get. Now of course it's um, from New Jersey. Not only, what, not only was your packages po- of shit
1: oh. in the last two weeks. I know it's somebody in my office. So whoever is doing this, quit sending me shit. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Are we still oh podcasting? Is this is still Tommy's dying. Oh my god! Hold He's on. actually dying. Oh god! I you got to go read something. these testimonials. Oh my god. <laughs> <coughs> oh, this is really oh spitting off the rails. All right. <clears throat> Not only
0: was your poop some of the finest poop ever sent in the mail, but your placement of want to find out who sent this card within the poop forces the poop on to actually sift through the poop <laughs> no! to find out that you'll never tell them who sent the poop. <laughs> I put it in the middle. Ah! I just finally heard back from the pooped on friend. And I almost pooped myself when I heard he dug through the poop to find out who sent him the poop.
1: <laughs> oh, These are little life hacks that you can't get just anywhere. I mean, you, this, is, this is real life stuff here. Dude,
0: time out. We need to get these people as a sponsor. Rob, you're in charge yeah. of this shit. Yeah, I am I've not kidding. immediately send out a fucking contact form to them that we need them to. Uh, I'll, I'll let them fucking sponsor the first pod free, but we just gave them a free sponsorship. Poop sender
1: I've already sent the message and uh, <laughs> this is this is a real turn of events here on no mercy. I'm glad. Wow. Glad we've done this.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, damn, I'm sending these to everybody. All right, so that's Mike Mike Tomlin's getting. Um, well, mine sucks now. <laughs> like, how am I going to beat this? Um, Booger McFarland, uh, I'm going to send him a customized pink uh, with little with little uh, those little what are those little spikes that they have on the dog collars uh, with mm-hmm. some crystals. I'm going to send him a customized ball gag uh, for when he does the game. So hopefully, he can keep that Good. in his mouth instead of having to uh, to do the show. Uh, Dude, you should have saved that for last, Rob. Every other one's gonna suck right now. I didn't
1: know where this was gonna go. It
0: just came to me later. All right, go to the uh, go to your next one.
1: All right, the officials from the Chargers pick game. Uh, why don't we just talk about that for a second? So there was one of the most egregious uh, fucking <laughs> uh, uh, false starts that I've ever seen. Oh, my God, yeah. That clearly Rivers saw and went ahead and just got the ball downfield and they fucking scored a touchdown. I mean, who knows if the cornerback even might have pulled off because he saw the – so, I mean, that was just an invalid touchdown, right? I mean, that's Horrible. F- oh,
0: is it? That fucking... was the most obvious false start I think I've ever seen, and he did it like four times in a row.
1: Yeah, they well, they figured out they could do it. So now everybody's jumping like wow. they were all jumping like uh, half a second early the the rest yeah. of the game, which was insane to watch. Uh, and then uh, it was you know, great, though, was when a, the
0: Steelers tried to do it back to him at the end when they kept going off sides on the
1: fucking that on was the awesome. Was it three in a row? Yeah, That's yeah, great.
0: Fucking, so I'm assuming and then there was
1: a block in the back on the return kick uh, right there in front of the official. Uh, so those officials i am sending a plane ticket to north korea <laughs> this all feels like none of this feels that good yeah this is the-
0: a very interesting yeah. holiday gifting uh, i'm going to go kareem hunt because my job is to is to basically toe the line and and do the things that would get me suspended from other from other shows than other companies that i've worked on that's why i did my own company so uh, i'm going to send kareem hunt and this is uh, me looking out for him i'm going to send kareem hunt rob a pair of pink, fluffy bunny slippers. <laughs> the logic... Like the ones from Christmas yes, Story pink, where Ralphie's... pink, fluffy <laughs> bunny slippers with the big bunny head on the front. Nice, soft slippers so that if he ever decides to kick a woman again, like, you would just really get mad. Like, imagine in that kick, he had pink, fluffy bunny slippers on, right? Like, everyone would be like, dude, come on. He kicked her in fucking pink bunny slippers, right? Like... Can you ever really call something a salt if you're doing it in pink fluffy bunny slippers?
1: No, I don't see how.
0: So I feel possible. like that should be his, his routine now. Whenever he leaves the house, um, he should go from pink fluffy bunny slippers to football cleats, and it will keep him out of trouble. So uh, I like it. let's talk a little football here before we get to the NFL rule changes and your Twitter and some of the other fun stuff we're going to do. So uh, last week, how'd you do last week, Robert? I got fucking uh, bag of shit in the mail that I got <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I lost uh, I, I want to talk about this loss really quick is the I lost the Saints bet um and you know <laughs> the whole world did. <laughs> my position my 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 feeling my bets my futures all that shit unwavered right I am I am, am not wavering even an inch um Drew Brees played what I thought was probably the worst half of football in his entire career. Right. I don't know if he was hungover or sick or I, I, like he was spiking ball. That is not Drew Brees. Um, the, the the defense held the Cowboys to what, 13 points uh-huh. or something, yeah. Wh- whatever it was. It was a low scoring, yeah. So I'm, I'm unwavered. I'm unchanged. Um, I, and so I lost that bet, though, and then I had Pittsburgh pretty heavily last night or, or Sunday night. And, uh, yeah, the refs just screwed me
0: on that one. Yeah. That, that was, yeah. Last week was not fun. Um, put it that way. Some bad beats, too, last week. Some shit that was just like, come the fuck on. Like a lot, a lot of last minute negative variants, um, in those games. But, yeah, I, uh, I came out of it last night. Had a good, uh, had a good Monday night. Not great. I got fucked last night. I felt a little bit too because I had touchdown props for Ertz, Alshon, and Adams. Mm-hmm. And the touchdowns were scored by like, fucking what aguilar or matthews and or who was it? aguilar or someone i think matthews and fucking sproles or some shit so uh so yeah a little weird touchdown variant. still ended up, up about six seven units last night i uh, got about five plays down on the uh on the college basketball games tonight so i'll be looking for that um last week was weird a couple i had some amazing calls and then i had some some bad calls so um ready to move on from last week on this week uh, week 14 look ahead we got the first game we'll talk about here is the Jacksonville Jaguars Tennessee Titans uh, I'm seeing Titans minus four and a half 37 and a half Rob is that what you're seeing I'm seeing four actually now I see four most yeah, places. looks like yeah. four. Oh, I love how uh, some of these sites that show all the different sites show DraftKings on there too so DraftKings uh-huh. is the only one that's at four and a half and 38 um, every other site penny five dimes bookmaker all at four um, you have a lean on this game
1: no we don't know even know here. who's
0: really hundred percent playing a quarterback I game.
1: was just gonna say we were talking about this game. I think we've got some props for the for the for the site um probably coming up a little bit on this game, but dude i i yeah, this is just a total stay away from me on every side of the ball
0: um I mean I'm looking at it, and it's like there's too many there's too many question marks up in the air on on health in this game too right now, like we're not sitting there like knowing exactly what's going on with the players yet so i'm I'm not high on it. Not a game I'm really excited to bet. Fournette's Um, back, right? Fournette's back. But, you know, you're looking at both quarterbacks are pretty much – neither of them are 100% playing right now. So not that it really matters too much. It's just a shit show of a game, right? It's just a bad game. So I'm going to do most of my action on Monkey Knife Fight, I think. Uh, Me and you talked about it a little bit before the show, Rob, that uh, we think we found some good props over there on MonkeyKnifeFight.com. For those of you who haven't signed up, the site is MonkeyKnifeFight.com it's a prop betting site where you can go on there do single game prop bets so uh, if you go to monkeyknifefight.com use promo code elite this is huge because this is the best deposit bonus in the industry promo code elite will get you a 120% deposit bonus 120% deposit bonus on any deposit that you make up to $250 and on top, and that that's real cash like that releases immediately so this isn't like a slow drip On top of that, you're going to be emailed within 24 hours or whatever it is, I guess, a promo code to our site, guruelete.com, where you could actually get 20% off any package we have in any sport, whether it's gambling or DFS or hockey or MMA, whatever it is. So uh, get over to monkeyknifefight.com. Make your deposit up to $250. You're going to get 120% real cash. Play through it once, and it's yours. So looking at this game, Rob, we, we are unanimous on one play. Yep. um so if you go to Monkey Night Fight you click new game and then you go to Thursday you'll see there's a prop on there which one what was it called Rob
1: it's rush hour
0: <clears throat> okay so I have my dashboard up now so here's okay so upcoming so yes, yeah, the rush hour prop okay so the goal is to get 155.5 yards between three players we like fournette Lewis and Henry Henry to combine for 155 and a half yards in this, you will actually win two times your money. If you win that, you could do it for 169 and a half to win three times your money, and then you could do it for 183 and a half to win five times your money. Um, I'm actually doing all three, Rob. I think this is I think this is one of the better props we've found um, on Monkey because I could see Fournette going for anywhere between 80 and 100 by himself, right? So if that happens, you're looking for you know 50 to 70 yards out of out of Lewis and Henry combined. I think this is I think this is a no-brainer and I think this could get a, get up to 184 and hit the hit the complete over.
1: Yeah, we scoured this site this morning. We we're digging um,
0: digging like motherfuckers.
1: But Henry and Lewis, I mean if you just take their game averages, it's uh 80 yards total, so um, you know, we only need like seventy-five, eighty yards out of Fournette, which I see happening, and a low-scoring uh, game
0: too, which should exactly. keep these guys ground and pound and running the ball a lot. I mean, I I think this is a fantastic bet, um, the best bet on the site, Rob.
1: Yeah, me too. We looked everywhere and uh came up with this one. I I think this is a good good play. I did, yeah, I did all three for max amount, so I'm in.
0: I'm actually just looking here on DraftKings. Um, DraftKings is usually the only one who has props out this early. I'm trying yeah. to. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, let's see. They just have the touchdown props out right now. I don't see rushing and receiving props, so you don't see them anywhere, right, Rob? No. No one. No one usually has them on Tuesday, but no. DraftKings did that one week. Uh, they do have Fournette to score first touchdown in this game, plus five fifty. I like that. I like that for sure. Um, yeah. Fournette's
1: over under is going to be around 75 to 80, 80 yards.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that goes over. Um, so they have, four, here's some other props that you guys may want to look like. I like Fournette to score first um, on Thursday night. You also have Henry and Lewis at plus 700 each to score first, and Corey Davis at plus 750. So I think in this game, you got some good value here because just to score at all, right, they're all plus money. So you got Fournette plus 100, so basically even money. Deion Lewis plus 150, Henry plus 150, Corey Davis plus 165. Those are really the four guys who should be responsible for pretty much all the touchdowns. So Mm -hmm. I don't think you're in a bad spot to bet all four of those guys to score. And then you just need to win two to profit. You know, you just need two guys in the profit since they're plus money. So that'll be something that I'm looking to do in the bet pack for sure. Um, And then there was one other one on this game. Let me see. There was one other prop on this game that i was looking at did you see another one there rob i think it was the fantasy points fantasy challenge a monkey knife fight Who yeah monkey
1: got it monkey knife fight so you can do fantasy challenge yeah which fantasy is, challenge so it's basically draft three guys,
0: guys. Yeah, it's basically draft king scoring go on
1: yeah but you pick three guys and then you're trying to hit a target of fantasy points so the min goal is 44 and a half at 2x 2x your money um, mm-hmm. Why don't we build one real quick, Tommy?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically fantasy points. Passing touchdowns are worth four. Rushing touchdowns worth six. Receptions are worth one. One point every 10 yards for passing. It's one point every 25 yards for passing. Interceptions minus one. So it's pretty much the same thing you're seeing on most of the sites. Uh, probably more FanDuel scoring, right? Except it's full point PPR because there's no bonuses for 100 yards or anything. So you're basically just a clean one. So I'm going to say here for 44.5 fantasy points, we're going Fournette. Okay, so Fournette will be in there. Corey um, Davis. We're going Corey Davis, for sure. And then the question is, do you want to go Deion Lewis or Derrick Henry? Um, because you can't do the quarterback. So I'm going to probably go Deion Lewis. So I would go Fournette, Corey Davis, Deion Lewis, and yeah, that, I same. think I think I'm they it in. we need them to average about 15 fantasy points each. I think Fournette hits 100, uh, gets in the box. So that's 16 there. Probably catches two or three balls for 30 yards. Um, so he should get you nineteen twenty. So Fournette should flirt with half that number, and then it's Corey Davis probably about a seven for seventy in him, you know six for seventy in him. Maybe he gets in the box if he gets if you get two of those guys in the box, you win. So uh, so that's what I would do. So the two plays are the rushing challenge uh, with the three we already mentioned, and then the fantasy challenge with the same three. Uh, sorry, not the same three. Corey Davis, Deion Lewis, and then Fournette. Mm-hmm. So those will be our plays. Um, what bets are you looking at for this week, Rob?
1: Uh, I just got going. I, we, we were just talking about, um, the Rams game. Um uh, trying to figure out if, uh, trebisky's go- good to go. I know he's got a shoulder. Um, I still think you, you it Trubisky, looks like he's going
0: to go because they're plus three only.
1: I was going to say the spread at three. I still like it with Trubisky in, I obviously love it with Trubisky out. Um, but I, I will have the Rams, uh, at a minimum I'll have the Rams. I'd probably have some teasers with them too.
0: Yeah, I like the Rams on that game for sure. I think that's I think that's a good play. Um looks almost a little trappy, but I would get that in now. I would get that Rams minus three in now because that number's gonna move, I would assume. Uh you could see that getting up to four, four and a half, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm at five and uh if Trubisky's rolled out, you're gonna have tremendous value there.
0: Yeah, and even if he's in, you still got value. It's I, I think that, that line's okay. low right now um most of the money is on right now obviously it's early in the week so we haven't had a lot of the money flow in but we're seeing a lot of money on tennessee right now uh, are you seeing the same thing i'm seeing about 87 percent of the money on tennessee
1: oh uh, yeah it's about right yeah yeah
0: so a lot of money on the titans on that thursday game seeing a ton of money on denver coming in early line really hasn't moved much from the open but we're seeing about uh, over 90 percent of the money coming on on denver minus five and a half for san fran i like that side too just i try to stay away from road favorites over a field goal if i can i'll lay the three or i'll take the money line but when you start getting into that that number looks good though right what's yeah well
1: i see that over as the most heavily bet on the board right now where i'm looking at 90 percent over 44 and a
0: half i see 98 percent yeah so and it's gone
1: over has tremendous interest Uh, i'm trying to pull up the history here um fuck the thing was like 41 at open, yeah. and uh, it's just moved all the way up to 44 and a half. Um, it's flirting with fair value to me, though. I'm at like 45, so I wouldn't hit it here, but um, a lot of people
0: are. It's probably going to get up to your number. It looks like that Rams-Bears under is, is trending almost as hard as the denver San Fran over. That thing has dropped to 52 and a half from an open of 54. Um, any take on the over-under on that game?
1: Um no no, no I, I'm right on that
0: number, okay, yeah, so you're right at fifty two and a half yeah, okay. um another one we're looking at here that's that's getting heavily bet carolina Cleveland over this thing has moved up, I believe a point since the open seen about ninety percent of the money going on the over in that game
1: yeah um there's a there's a bet I have that's moved since we started talking, tommy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I hope it's still there by the time this podcast releases, but Kansas City just moved to six and a half. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, versus the Ravens. Yeah, I think they cover it. Um I have a little bias here. I gotta tell you. You know, I'm I'm not a you know, robot like you guys who just trust the numbers and plays the numbers, like you and Cynthia and Sports Cheetah and all them. Um, you know, I, I do have liens and biases as we've seen. Sometimes they work in my favor, sometimes they work against me. I'm in the final ten people of my survivor pool, Rob, which is like I mm. think forty forty seven thousand forty seven thousand dollars or something, thirty seven, forty seven, I gotta check what it is. But it's like forty grand. Um, to the winner of the pool. Final 10 people, maybe nine people, I got to check. And I've been saving Kansas City all year. So I'm using Kansas City this week only because I went through and you can see how many teams people have picked. So the Chargers have been used by everyone. Um, The Steelers have been used by everyone but one person. And the rest of those, again, the Saints have been used by everyone but one person. So basically the whole field has to, you know, Patriots have been used by everyone but one person. So the whole field's got to dig on a four-point favorite, including myself. I'm thinking I use my Chiefs bullet this week because some people are going to go down. So if I'm going down, I want to go down with the Chiefs. And uh, that's probably what I'm going to do there. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Even though I do think this is scary, and Pat Mayo did call this a week and a half ago on our pod where he said his bold call of the year when I did Arizona was Baltimore Ravens to beat the Chiefs. And he made some good points as to how they can. But uh, I think the Chiefs after last week, that was a little wake-up call. I think they come out fucking firing on Baltimore this week.
1: Oh, dude, we're on the same side. That's exactly what I was saying.
0: Yeah. All right, cool.
1: They moved the six and a half. I mean, I, I liked it at seven, the six and a half. I'll, I love it.
0: All right, yeah, let's do it then. Let's fire on the Chiefs. I'm going to get that in right now. Um, so let's get the Chiefs down. Uh, a couple other plays that, that I have some interest in. So right, Let me ask you about this. Saints-Bucks, from a DFS perspective, is going to be the fucking bonanza this week, right? This total sitting at 55 and a half right now. Um, me and you were talking about a little bit before little money trending towards the under, I believe I saw this open at 57 or higher, Rob did give me the exact number on what you saw this open at, but, uh, it thing looks like it's coming down a little bit. It's still the highest total on the bar- board by a good deal, but, uh, this is the fantasy shootout here. So what's your number on the saints line and the over under?
1: Yeah, so this this numbers actually came down, Tommy. They had yeah, this did. thing at 58, and it's moved wow. down to 56.
0: I, I saw it at 57. I got it at 55.5 on my credit line right now.
1: So what's interesting is that total and that spread, right? It's just screaming shootout. I think the spread is wrong. Um, I mean, fuck it. I'll just tell you. I, I've been high on New Orleans. I stay high on New Orleans. I will bet New Orleans in this spot. I'll even lay the eight. Um, I'll definitely six-point tease them down with something, but – um i think new orleans beats them pretty handily um and i have a slight under lean here uh, i wish i would have bet it at 58 obviously but i still have a slight under lean at 56
0: what do you uh, got what do you got the under at
1: as well uh 54 and a half.
0: okay wow yeah so that could come down even further um yeah this is gonna be a tough one for dfs purposes like do you play Jameis or do you play breeze you know you can make cases for both right From the Saints side, it's like Breeze coming off a fucking complete flop going against the worst pasty in the fucking history of the world. Is he going to come out trying to make a statement and get his name right back in that MVP race? Um, Jameis, on the other hand, probably should be trailing going against a team that you cannot run the ball on at all in the Saints outside of Ezekiel Elliott, it seems. No, fuck that. No, Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a good game. I I was yelling at people, but I can't believe I just said that. He averaged like two and a half yards per carry. No, he just had a lot of carries. Um, But you can't run the ball on this defense at all, as I've been telling people for fucking six weeks. So, I mean, I could see Jameis just getting tons of garbage time. So, From a DFS perspective, this is going to be a fucking interesting one, uh, which side of the ball you choose to play. Um, Seattle at home versus the Vikings. This is this is the Monday night game. This is a game I kind of want to stay away from, but it's an island Monday night game. So, while I have you here, let me get your take on it.
1: Oh, man, this is one I would love to just avoid. Yeah. Um, This Seattle team's getting a little bit scary, right? They always Um, do, right?
0: They always do. Second half of the season.
1: Coming down the stretch. Uh, Russ is looking pretty good. So, um, This is a flat stay away from me. I will say I think the total's a touch light. Um, Total's sitting at 45. Um, Looks like 69% of the money's on the over. I also lean over here uh, by three points.
0: (sighs) This one's tough, man, because Zimmer's so bad. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to get out of the game of betting against bad, betting with bad coaches and on the road. Um, Zimmer's really bad. Seattle's really hot. This is one of those games where I, where do you think this thing goes, Rob? Do you think that it's at three and a half right now? Do you think it gets to three or did it get to four?
1: Mm, I mean, it's moved up a little bit. I saw three at some places, uh, three and a half. I don't know, man. I think everybody's going to be pretty split on this thing. Three is juiced. You, you could see it go to four. Uh, Seattle. There's going to be a lot of Seattle money. It looks like 60%
0: s- of the money's on Seattle right yeah, now. that's right. I'm really torn on this. I'm probably going to play the over. That's probably where I'll go.
1: I like the over as the play.
0: That's probably where I'll go on this. I'll probably go the, the over. And then let's talk about your Steelers real quick. My lane 11 at Oakland. Um, uh,
1: well. uh, they feel so snake bit these last two weeks um let me see here so i've got no lean on the game unfortunately you know this I, I it's i guess it's sitting right about where it opened right and the overs just got a the unders got a steamed just a little bit um i won't have a play here i I, I feel like they go in and march on fucking oakland though but I i don't have a bet
0: yeah i'm probably going to be teasing this one a lot I'm going to be teasing this thing, uh, Steelers. Well, Connor's for sure. the
1: question mark for me, though.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm taking him regardless. They they haven't even been using Connor that much the last few weeks. To their demise, it's one of the things that's been hurting them. Yeah. But uh, it's the fucking Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders.
1: The Raiders. So yeah, this
0: is gonna be. This is gonna be. I'm gonna have probably three different teasers with the Steelers, uh, minus one in them. So that'll be the way I play that. All right, let's get over to NFL rule changes, Robert. Uh, okay. What is your rule change that you want to in? put in or in- ingratiate this week.
1: I want to ingratiate the NFL. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so <clears throat> I want to put a laser grid on the field and chip both ends of the football. Yep. Right at the tips. Yep. And so tips. we don't have to see these old fucks go out there with chains and trying to stick index cards <laughs> in, in the sea, like the whole gene, Sarah uh, But more importantly, on the end zone as well, the minute it breaks the plane of the end zone, I want a fucking buzzer and lights and goddamn they cannons. They can do it in hockey. Boom! As soon as it crosses, when it crosses the net <laughs> in hockey, the fucking cannons fire, the smoke comes out. <laughs> That's
0: not true.
1: But, <laughs> why not do this everywhere though? Canons, I don't understand. It's don't not baseball fire. season, but I have a similar rant as you could imagine. That's not but true, Tommy, Rob. dude, but, in my pocket. I've got a fucking goddamn supercomputer in my pocket. Why can't they do some sort of laser grid overlay, chip the fucking ball, we'll know exactly where it stops, we'll know exactly where forward progress ends, we'll know exactly when a touchdown scored. Um
0: I agree 100%. Been saying this for years. Like we have the technology. Why are we Why are we st- The NFL is like the DMV. Like why do we have all this technology and they're still using these antiquated fucking chains with old men holding them and index cards to decipher fucking if it's a first down or not? Like, are you fucking kidding me? We're still using chains with orange sticks. Like, we have technology in hockey where when the ball crosses the plane, the light goes off. Unlike what Rob oh. said, cannons don't fire puck. when the ball crosses. They puck. Don't fire. They use a puck in hockey, Tom. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, puck they don't fire cannons in an indoor dome, Robert that would not be safe in an arena for a hockey get the idea. but yes when the puck crosses the line, a light turns red, but no cannons don 't fire and people don't start screaming but uh but yeah I mean we have the technology for it it just makes no sense um, why we don't fucking use it. it it would make the game better game of inches as they said so why let these fucking old fucks change that here's mine that kind of ties into yours I guess a little bit um. One challenge per half, okay? So your challenges aren't Mm -hmm. per game. It's per half. If you win it, you keep going. So you get unlimited challenges until you lose one, okay? So that's it. So you challenge in the first half. If you lose your first half challenge, you're done for that half. But on top of that, like college football, all plays should be reviewed. So every play should be reviewed up in the booth. There should be someone in fucking Secaucus who's up in the booth watching every play. And if a receiver dives over the middle and blatantly trapped a ball and the ref called it a catch, they should buzz down to the ref and say, we're checking that out. It's being reviewed so that coaches don't have to waste their challenges because the officials suck at their fucking job. It'll take away all the blatant mistakes. And also another point on this, you should be able to challenge pass interference penalties. They're the biggest plays in the game. We've already mentioned how they should be 15 yards instead of 50 yards on certain plays. And you should be able to challenge that. If you feel that there was a fucking pass interference that either didn't happen or that was missed, then you should be able to challenge that as one of your challenges. And those will be the only plays that are not reviewed by the booth in Secaucus. If the ref calls a pass interference, that's what it is, no matter what Secaucus says. But you can challenge that. I also hate how the same ref goes under the hood. To fu- like, why do we need that? Why is the guy Get fucking hood out of here? Why is the guy who made the call reviewing the call? It should be another person fucking reviewing it, who's not affiliated with the whole fucking situation. So,
1: yeah, I mean, two things: I, I, the the fact that any call on the field is not reviewable is fucking stupid. crazy.
0: Every call should be reviewed if you want. Everything
1: should be reviewable, uh, and the fact that the coach even has to think about it. Is fucking stupid to me. They should review every play. Totally agree. The one thing that Major ba- League Baseball did right with their review process. I mean, if you've watched, t- you watch a ton of mm-hmm, baseball. Yeah. They've gotten a lot quicker with this thing, man. They not are going under the hood. Nobody's watching. You know, fucking well, they, Cowboy they were Joe doing puts on the goddamn things, and 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 that's it. Like totally. I, I there think never the needs to
0: be anyone going under the hood. Like no. just do it. Like th- I mean, it's very simple. Just fucking buzz down. Stop the play dude a boo- you don't need someone looking at a 10 inch monitor there should be a dude with a 90 inch flat screen in front of him yeah. with seven different angles and a fucking keypad and computers where you could change the angles and stop and pause uh, you don't need a fucking ref going on there. have the ref stay on the field have the players stay on the field it, buzz down tell him what happened um, But the human element tommy The fucking human element take humans out of everything um yeah it's, it's fucking bad rob let's go to some of your tweets here so yeah. uh so here's rob's twitter um I want to burn. I haven't read these yet at all. I swear to God. God. Uh, I want to burn myself with a cigarette every time Chris says RPO. Oh, this was a fucking beef of mine, (laughs) Rob. This RPO (laughs) thing. Go on.
1: Is the run pass option a new thing, Tommy? Oh,
0: my God. you'd, You'd think it is.
1: Was this invented last week? I
0: said last year. I was like, these guys try to sound so smart saying RPO a thousand times a game.
1: Oh, but just because you've given it three fucking letters oh. to describe what it is. And Col- the it's the way that Collinsworth says it like he knows something that I yep, don't yep, know. Yep. And that shit like can't you just see like this shit eating grin on his face? Like, well, you know, the RP when he said it, I literally just like smashed my glass of bourbon down just because I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, I'm, I, I
0: uh-huh. it's just too much for me. Yeah. It's it drives me nuts. Wait till they start using all the terms that we use every day. Wait till they start going into DVOA and they start oh, going dude, into fucking if air yards. To ADOT, I would I, myself. They, it's going to be like a rod, you know, a rod. That's all he talks about. It sounds fucking ridiculous talking about it, but it's like what exit velocity is in baseball broadcasts. Now, yeah. right? like they get so excited to right. talk about like they the love when a launch angle and exit velocity like they get so excited that they know something. Um, blocking the back in a full start touchdown. That doesn't Boom. make sense.
1: Pittsburgh Chargers. Oh, okay,
0: game. both the penalties. Okay. Um, if I could be any person, I would be Antonio Brown.
1: <laughs> Present day life, Antonio Brown has the best life of any human right now. How? Did you see him? Did you see him at the West Virginia football game which I don't even know why he was at? Uh the one that was the big shootout and everything. He literally had a gold bar around his neck. The the, the 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 his chain was as thick as a goddamn fucking rope. But he had like this giant gold bar. Um, he's just got it good, man.
0: Hold on, let me see. Antonio Brown, gold bar necklace. Let's see if I could see. I don't know if you
1: could find it. He was on the sideline of the uh, what's it, Oklahoma, West Virginia, or whatever game shot out. But he was there, and he just had a gold bar around his neck.
0: Dude, that is one of the last people I'd want to be in the world is Antonio. Why? Brown. Why would you want to be Antonio Brown? Like, I don't know. Like, he's fucking he seems really insecure. He seems like he's bothered by the juju situation. He doesn't seem happy. You know, he makes Have great. Have you
1: seen him dance?
0: Yeah, but he's just not happy this year. He's mad this year. He's fucking angry. Um, I, I mean, I want to be a B. I don't know, man. He's he's basically on the way out like. He's had a lot of drama between the locker room shit and the fucking tantrums on the sidelines. And now, I'd rather be Juju than Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's not even, if I could pick one person to be, he's not even the Steelers wide receiver I would choose to be, let alone in the world. How would you not want to be Juju? Juju's better than him, taller than him. Because that's important if you're going to be this person for life. I'd like to be able to walk around a club being fucking, you know, 6'4 or whatever the fuck Juju is. Oh, this isn't
1: for life. This is just like for a day.
0: Yeah, I'd rather be Juju for sure. Nah,
1: I want to wear a gold bar around my
0: neck. Juju could wear a gold bar in a year or two. He ain't got it like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Juju's the best. Um, Let's see. Is it better to gamble and lose than being a fucking mope? It is better to gamble and lose than being a fucking mope. (laughs) <laughs> fuck does that mean this is a life
1: lesson it is always better to gamble and lose than just be some fucking jerk asshole on the street with your fucking head down and your starbucks coffee and your fucking kids and wife who hate you so you're saying um, it's
0: better to gamble and lose than be a regular human yes i agree with you in all aspects of life i agree though. with you i agree with you um fake fourth and fucking 11 gorga game that wasn't in the tweet that's a personal note asshole
1: what is you watched the Georgia game right yeah fucking Georgia Bama game fucking uh, fake punted fourth and fucking one he ran the fake punt oh
0: Jesus dude that was so funny I was getting trolled for that game and it's like Tua got hurt on the first play of the game and Alabama still covered by seven I was screaming the whole game like get Tua out he's broken he can't move Everyone's yeah. like, oh, like, Jalen Hurts is going to be better. Like, Hurts is going to be better. Have you seen Hurts? Hurts I'm like, yeah, anyone's better. If you can move, you're better. Tua's yeah. not there because he's fucking, you know, this elite pocket passer. He's there because he can move and fucking hit big plays. He can't move. Like Hurts yeah, look good, too. Hurts walks in, fucking marches him down a field twice, yeah. and they win the game. I'm like, dude, why do not people just let me coach every fucking team and every sport? Like, it's fucking amazing. Um, here we go. Another Rob tweet. Some dumb fuck... <laughs> Some dumb some dumb fuck is in front of me arguing about a one dollar Starbucks coupon. If it isn't Im- that important, maybe just go to McDonald's. <laughs> it's pretty true.
1: So so it's a value prospect, right? You go to Starbucks. I know I'm gonna spend five dollars for a cup of coffee. That's why I, it's fine. I know that's what it is. If you you know if you need a coupon to save that buck off your Starbucks, just don't even go to Starbucks. You can go save $4 off a cup of coffee and pay 99 cents at McDonald's, right?
0: I mean, I, I'm so anti-Starbucks. I fucking hate Starbucks. I, I despise, like, there's not many places I can go where I don't feel confident, right? Because I'm an arrogant fuck to begin with. When I walk into Starbucks, I feel like everyone in there is trying to make me feel inferior. Like, if I mm-hmm. walk in there and, like, sweats in a hoodie... Like I feel like everyone in there is just judging you, right? Like, and you need to. There's no It was like that at first with like Chipotle, you know, where it's like if you don't know, like, hey, a taco bowl, green, you know, lettuce, guac, no guac, sour cream, chips. Like, you know, everyone has like the process, and I'm like, uh, what's the? Which is the meat? Which is the steak meat? And which is the real? Yeah, you, know, you don't know. Like the names of the fucking cups is so Chris Collinsworth. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking pretentious with Grande yeah. and fucking. Just give me a fucking small, and if you say, like, give me a small, like, they they have to correct you, and they know what the fuck it is. They know what you mean, but they have to, do do you mean grande? No, I mean small, motherfucker. Just because you named it wrong doesn't mean that I have to change my whole entire fucking vernacular to work around you and your (laughs) bougie-ass, fucked-hard people behind me. (laughs) I fucking hate Starbucks, those pretentious fucks.
1: And they're all I broke. Love Everyone the in there's a fucking broke
0: hipster. They don't have any fucking money, and they're paying seven dollars a coffee. <laughs> Maybe if you stop paying seven dollars a day for a fucking coffee, you fucking have more money, and you fucking bought Ford clothes and aren't made of fucking hemp. <laughs>
1: That's the funny thing is you've got fifty assholes in there working on their MacBooks and oh, talking real cool. Oh. I roll in in fucking sweatpants and a backwards goddamn cap. And I probably buy the entire fucking lot of them out. <laughs> and they look at me like the asshole because
0: I got fucking. And they're there at like 2 PM, p.m. on a fucking Tuesday. Like, get a job, you dumb fuck. You know, you're not. Meanwhile, I mean, they're looking homeless. Right. But... They're on fucking like they're on fucking like a a job site looking for a fo- What's it? LinkedIn. I'm looking for they're on fucking LinkedIn while they're eat- drinking their fucking Starbucks. Fucking nerds sitting there judging people, pieces of shit. (laughs) Fuck you, people. (laughs) So I hate that fucking place so much. I can't even tell you how much I hate this place.
1: I love Cremberlade lattes.
0: Rob, I want to mention the blocked accounts before we get out of here. So Okay, good. So I started a tweet. Um, I can't find it anymore, but I'm going to dig through it now. So uh, obviously, we, uh, we have a lot of trolls at Guru Elite. Um, we are the most trolled company in the industry by far, and we bring it upon ourselves. So it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. You know, we talk a lot of shit and we're the best. So people like to come at us. So I posted a tweet that said, let's start a thread because I was getting some people saying they were blocked by Jeff Manns, Jeff Collins. Basically, if you name Jeff in this company, someone you've been blocked, you know, someone named Jeff has blocked you in this company at some point. Right. So let's start a thread. Those of you who have been blocked by Guru Elite tout, I want to know the craziest shit you think. Because they always think they've been blocked for something and it's never the real case. You have been blocked for, name who it was, and the best ones will receive a free shirt that Rob is going to ship out. So Rob immediately responded um, by showing, I'll put my number as low as anyone on staff, bragging about he's only blocked 168 accounts, Rob. Um, And I started the thread by saying that you blocked me initially because you're a fuckboy. And then we all (laughs) responded to Rob's tweet Duke has three, even draft cheat only has 65. I even only had 107. Even El Jefe has 147. Like, so basically what ended up happening is you actually have the most people blocked in all of Kuru. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) see that coming at all. Ultimate heel turn on you there.
1: But you know what? I block like... I'm just looking like... If, if a promoted tweet comes across my timeline, I block.
0: Oh, shut it up. You're stealing account. that from that kid who showed... The no, I'm not! Look, Papa yeah. John.
1: Look who's blocked, Tommy. Castor Oil, Papa John's. Yeah, you like, just
0: blocked them now so you could show me that
1: picture. No, I fucking... Intel. I blocked Intel. Uh, this is us, that fucking
0: dumbass show. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, the thing about mine is I, I have a lot more blocks than that. Like... But I am, I am the only rational one of the crew. And you are oh, sure. too to an extent. When I block someone, I will unblock you every time. I will always give you a second chance. So that's just like a warning. So I do sweep through and go from the back up every, every week or two and unblock the people that I blocked. But you know, as I told everyone, don't the people try to comment and troll on promotional tweets, and that's when you get blocked immediately. So if you feel you've been blocked in error by me, or you'd like to be unblocked, I will be I'm best friend. How the pros do it was my biggest troll in the whole entire industry. We've been DMing back and forth for a year now. Like we're cool now. You know, so me and you were blocked, Rob. You're fucking CEO of the company. Like we're business partners and podcast hosts together. So listen, if I blocked you, eh, it's no big deal. I'll overlook it. I, I have a short memory. You know, El Hefe ain't gonna fucking unblock you, you know how to watch. Yeah, I, he ain't I, I gonna unblock know. you, right? But I mean, I'll, I'll unblock you, but, you know, it's just keep in mind that's, that's a thin line now going forward. So if any of you have been blocked by me, feel free, for, feel free to hit The Alcoholic on Twitter and let Rob <laughs> know, and he'll let me know to, uh, to unblock you, and I will temporarily unblock you and give you a second chance because everyone in life deserves a second chance, Rob.
1: I hope somebody asks to be unblocked and they just, as soon as you unblock them, they say, fuck you. I just wanted to be able
0: to tell yeah, you that re- again.
1: That's
0: actually pretty funny. Like you should do that. Yeah. I would yeah. do that. Like, and when you ask to be unblocked, be cognizant. Like someone asked me to be unblocked from Mad Lab. They're like, Mad Lab blocked me. And I was like, well, Mad Lab doesn't block people. So that must've been a mistake. And, uh, you know, it was like, he asked me and I was like, well, let me talk to him. I'll see if I can get you unblocked. He's like, yeah, tell him to stop being a pussy and block. Well, no, now you're not going to get unblocked. Like, you know, like when you're asking
1: stupid, like how
0: stupid are you are asking to be unblocked by someone? And then you're literally calling them a name as look, Yeah, I didn't even do anything. Like, don't be a pussy. It's well, now you're you're lucky you're not here or you'd be dead, you know, like so. No, now you're not getting unblocked. So people are just a little dumb. But uh, any final words here, Robert?
1: What's uh, what's the body sign off?
0: Body? I don't I can't. I can't. I I can't. I'm not a rat, Rob. You 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 listen to every show.
1: Get you a library card.
0: (laughs) <laughs> are you still a mad lab sign off <laughs> someone <laughs> <No>. <laughs> help rob he's fucking really bad at this really fucking I tell bad you what
1: if somebody gives me a good sign on and sign off that i really like i will compensate you in some sort of way for it so hit me up on the twitters at the alcoholic send me something how do you good. expect to be it,
0: anyone in this world have any brand if you can't even create your own brand i need you to help me create it you know do you hear that though
1: what do you want me to tell you like you're a fucking
0: 40 year old man Rob you're fucking 37 38 years old you can't fucking right. think of a fucking line a sentence to use when you say hi and say bye I'm very like the good the best at very thing you had tasks. was I'm here and I'm out and then I, know, I had terrible. to think of a way to make it a cool shirt which could no, sell terrible. but I mean come on dude ask your fucking bu- wife.
1: We're back to square one here Oh my god It's like fucking starting over every day with you Back to square one Someone help this motherfucker
0: Please Please Jim Come to his rescue there Jim I need you brother For this fucking mashed potato with no creative sense I am Tommy G He is the alcoholic He's here He's out But uh Whoever the fuck he is And whatever the fuck he's doing Good luck Stay cashing motherfuckers Mercy is for the weak We do not train to be merciful here A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy.
1: Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.